Hi there, welcome to the Digital Insurance Point podcast. I'm your host, Tom Reed. And as always, I am joined by Adam Mitchell, a CEO of Mitchell & Whale, Steve Earle, a CEO of Cheap Insurance, and Jeff Roy, a CEO of Excalibur Insurance. And this week, we're joined by Braden Bosch. Uh, Braden is a longtime um, participant in the insurance business. And uh, actually, I'll just get Braden to give us a quick intro. So he's been in the business for about 20 years, and it looks like he's about 27, so obviously started pretty early. So, Braden, you want to give us a quick bio on yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely not 27, but uh, did start young. Uh, I grew up in Hannah, Alberta, and in high school, did a work term at the local brokerage in Hannah when I was 16. And then after high school, went to, to Mount Royal College back then, not university. I took a two-year business and insurance program. And then I went back to, to Hannah slash Drumheller. And at, around that time I went back, the, the local brokerage was acquired by Western Financial Group. And I spent 10 years from age 20 to 30 uh, with Western Financial Group out in my hometown. Uh, became a managing partner about halfway through that journey. And when they were acquired by Desjardins, um, was, was exited as a part of that acquisition. And at that time, kind of took a little time off, decided how I wanted to come back into the industry that had been so good to me. And that's kind of when I started acquiring brokerages, uh, traditional brokerages. And then also shortly after started, a, call it a, a digital journey, uh, building out some digital technology tools, a digital brokerage. And so, yeah, that's, that's the story. So it's been about 20, 20 <laughs> years birthday. in the industry for the most part. Yeah. That's great. So we'll get into our speed round here. We will get to know you a little better. Then we'll, uh, we'll uh, talk about a little more in-depth stuff. So, um, Braden, who's your favorite Canadian band of all time? Obviously, Nickelback. Nickelback, yeah. All right. Interview, <laughs> interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would land either good or bad. So. <laughs> All right, let's help you. Let's help you redeem yourself. Which uh, which beer you got going there? Oh yeah, I went with the tall ship. Yeah, solid choice. What was your high school nickname? I think for a, a small number of years it was Reuben. Won't get into the details of why Reuben. Awesome. Who's your favorite <laughs> Muppet? Wouldn't even know a name of a Muppet, uh, to be honest, unfortunately. And last uh, speed round question here. How many Netflix series have you watched since COVID hit? The Office. I think I've watched that a hundred times over. That's my go to bed, numb my brain, fall asleep to The Office every night. So I'd have to go with The Office, I guess. Right on. And you've got, you've got, a, you've got a little one keeping you busy these days as well, right? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, two of them. Right on. So, Braden, you've, you've been, uh, been an entrepreneur most of your adult life. So what, what drives you? How did you, how did you get into that? Like what, what makes you tick? I think I was really fortunate early in my career to be a part of an entrepreneurial company, uh, being Western financial group. Scott Tannis was an incredible guy. Uh, obviously a, an entrepreneur, a serious entrepreneur. And I, I kind of got to experience entrepreneurialism within that company, um, but also had so much support from obviously from Western. In my in my time there, I I did acquire some, a, a few Subway restaurants, um, did some real estate investing and, and flipping, 
and then obviously post-Western, I've, I've kind of went all in on the entrepreneurial journey and we own multiple different companies and multiple different industries. And, and I don't know where I got it from either. It, my dad has worked a government job his entire life. He just re retired at age 60 from his government job. He had his same job his whole life. And my mom uh, worked for the government for a bit too and, and did some bookkeeping and has worked for me now for, well, I don't know, 10, 10 years or so. So not sure where it came from, but I think I'm just motivated and driven by trying to solve problems and, and change, create change and, and do innovative things. And I think that's part of what entrepreneurialism, entrepreneurialism is all about. Awesome. Um, you had, you know, besides the subways and, and some of the other businesses, you've, you've had um, bricks and mortar uh, brokerages under your ownership and leadership, as well as, you know, New Era, your fully digital insurance brokerage. So do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I guess seven years ago, uh, when I went out on my own after my, my time at Western Financial Group, uh, I, I took some time off and then I acquired a small brokerage in Calgary and wasn't really looking to kind of grow that traditional bricks and mortar brokerage because uh, the digital was kind of the priority. And at that same time, I had started New Era, which was our, our digital brokerage and decided to do them as two separate entities. I, I wanted to kind of start net new and, and really go hard on the digital side, which is why I split it off. And over the last five years, we, the bricks and mortar, my brother, uh, who's been in the insurance industry is most of his professional life as well. <clears throat> he came and joined me and, and was pretty keen on trying to grow the bricks and mortar. So in the last five years, we did six acquisitions of small to medium sized brokerages, uh, grew organically, uh, but we didn't invest in that bricks and mortar operation in terms of technology investments because obviously our investment was over on the digital side and we're, you know, heavily, heavily invested over there. Uh, so yeah, we, we kind of scaled that bricks and mortar operation up. Uh, it was it obviously does really well. It's profitable, great EBITDA growing like crazy. Uh, but then COVID hit and I guess that kind of provoked some thought around if you didn't believe digital was the future pre COVID, I, I think we would all agree that, Post-COVID, digital is, is the future because uh, it's COVID's accelerated the digital consumer behavior. Everyone is now a digital consumer. You, they've been forced to. So we decided to just double down on the digital side. And, and actually, recently, we just divested from our, our traditional bricks and mortar model. And digital side is, is made up of New Era Insurance, which is our digital brokerage. Uh, but then we also have Nude Solutions, which is the technology company that uh, our software as a service company that we're licensing out to brokers. And um, the Exhale Insurance is a, is a managing general agency or MGA that we started, powered by our technology as well. And then most recently, a, a premium finance company, small for, for New Era, um, again, powered by, by tech. Um, so going all in on technology now. That is some uh, some spectacular news. Congratulations! Um, and I know Adam's uh, Adam's burning up to ask you uh, some questions here. So Adam, why don't you go ahead? And you had a meaningful size uh, broker operation in what we'd call brick and mortar, a classic operation, and so you sold that. So, so two part question: um, one, why? Um, and two, 
do you think Steve should follow suit? <laughs> do it, Steve. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll explain why first, and Steve can make his own decision. <laughs> the at, at some point, the entrepreneur in me always wants to juggle a lot of balls and be a part of a lot of different things. And but at some point, maybe as you get older or, or, or mature, I don't know which which it is. But I just wanted to focus and. Uh, the technology piece is so big uh, and requires so much time and attention and money. Uh, we just decided to focus. And, and I think the other piece too, in our bricks and mortar, it, it got, it's really difficult to deliver the customer experience that consumers are looking for. And again, because we didn't invest in technology there. So what takes 40 minutes and has a lot of pain and friction in the bricks and mortar takes eight minutes at new era and provides a phenomenal experience. And so at some point it's like, you know, I'm not really uh, delivering the best customer experience to my customers at the end of the day. So let's, again, let's just go focus over here, really get the technology spooled up, scale that business and try to give back to the broker community uh, through our, through our software as a service company and nude solutions. Nice. So uh, Steve can jump in later about whether he would or wouldn't follow your model. Uh, he's, he doesn't own a tech company quite like yours. Uh, so that might make the decision a bit easier, but uh, oh, I was ready. I was ready. Okay. Let, Steve, <laughs> you're ready to jump in, Steve. There you go. I'll let you go. Where do you, um, you know, I guess my first comment is if, if I would probably have to sell my bricks and mortar, if I wanted to dig to, pour money into technology to decrease friction in my digital side um, as you have. But my, my question that leads to that is, so where your bricks and mortar, where were you before technologically insofar as a BMS and stuff? And how did you get frustrated enough to begin to build your own? Like what, what was the breaking point where you said, fuck this, everything sucks. I, I need to do something that works. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, I'm an old millennial, you know, I'm 37. So I'm, I'm on the older side of that, but at age, you know, 18, I got my first flip flip, flip phone. And, and over the last two decades, I watched everything evolve in the palm of my hand in every industry and our industry never got there. And so when everything in life is click, click with my thumb and I'm done, and it's simple, convenient, there's no friction. Yet in our business, we're littered with pain and friction. We can't deliver a great customer experience. Customers will call in and ask to, um, you know, hey, my, my payment comes out Friday, but I don't get paid till Monday. Can you bump my payment date to Monday? Sorry, we can't do that. The insurance company needs three days notice. Their payment goes NSF. They leave me a, a one-star Google review. They tell their neighbor while they're barbecuing that night how big a piece of shit we are, and I lose a customer. So you felt that digitizing that uh, customer experience couldn't be done given the existing tools? No. And I shouldn't say that because when you look at existing tools out there, they all serve one purpose. And I'm not discrediting or devaluing what some of the technologies do. There's some really great products out there, but they serve one piece of a 10 step process. And so from a consumer standpoint, it can almost feel digital on the front, 
but then behind the scenes, it's a train wreck. And, and that's tough on a brokerage. And it's even more specifically tough on these young employees that again, everything in their life is click, click easy. And then they come to work every day, a 25 year old, and they're staring at a DOS screen going through all this manual process going, what am I doing? And, and it gets really tough to obtain and retain young, sharp staff because the processes and the tech we use is so painful. I was lucky enough to do a demo after hanging out with you at Womanisa at uh, Insured Tech Connect down in Las Vegas. That's when I first actually got to meet you. And I saw a demo the week after and was blown away by your platform. Maybe take the listeners through, you know, what you build, what platform you're building on and talk about, unpack what's, what companies are in need solutions and kind of give us the 20,000 foot view on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we wanted to build what I call a holistic platform that can really be 10 steps of that 10 step journey. And, you know, that's going really wide. Uh, a lot of people have went deep. We went wide. And as we were, we're continuing on our journey, we're getting more and more depth in each, in each one of those modules. We have eight different modules on the platform. Obviously it's cloud hosted. We're built on the Microsoft stack, not to get too technical, but you know, it's a service orientated architecture. You know, you got data warehouses and, and everything's API driven real time. But I felt that that was necessary to deliver the experience the customer was looking for. So we just decided to go wide versus deep, uh, which costs a lot of money. Again, we're heavily invested. Um, but, but yeah, for those of you that have seen a demo, um, you, you can see the depth of, of how we facilitate the whole process from a quote bind issue, servicing, payments, um, email automation, you know, the whole thing is all packed into one platform. It's like you build an MP3 player in a CD player world and you're waiting for everybody to catch up. Uh, how frustrating is that? Or, you know, what, when do you see that actually opening up for you to be able to start connecting yeah. on scale? I always say that, you know, our death will be as a result of the carriers. Um, we, we as brokers have a dependency and our dependency is the insurance companies that we represent. So if the insurance carriers can't get APIs delivered to the industry, uh, we're going to struggle They're, and I'm not going to beat around the bush on that for us to deliver the experience that the broker and the consumer need. We need APIs. We need to be able to hit them for quote, bind issue, change, cancel, renew, not just quote. And uh, yeah, the industry's behind. Five years ago when I started this, all the carriers said, three to five years we'll have APIs. I'm literally walking into carriers uh, uh, to this day chatting with them and they're still three to five years away. Super frustrating. But I want to give credit to the carriers that are providing APIs, you know, specifically SGI and Wawanisa. Uh, they've really stepped up. They've given us quote bind issue APIs. They're, they're helping brokers. Uh, innovate, you know, through us uh, and even directly. Uh, so definitely got to give credit where credit's due. Say anyone who hasn't seen the new solutions demo um, and is in any part of broker management, um, you need to see it. It's uh, it really is like looking at the future. Mind blowing. If you could wave a magic wand, what do you think will help enable companies and then in turn brokers all survive this new customer? service revolution uh, having a repository uh, full of carrier API's that vendors and brokers can tap into 
if that was available to me today, we could make substantial have substantial impact on the industry for brokers and and delivering that customer experience. It, it's really the API connectivity and the banking industry, the travel industry. I mean, everybody's there. Uh, what happened? I just, I can't comprehend what happened that we're so far behind here. Um, so either the carriers are hoarding their APIs and don't want to expose them or they, yeah, they just simply don't have them, which I think is the case most of the time. Yeah. I, I can tell you that, uh, I mean, there may be one carrier who's hoarding APIs, but the vast majority of them, you know, have done some or none. There's, Nobody that I know has done all. You know, Wawanisa is probably the closest. You know, SGI, Aviva are up there as well. Northbridge on the commercial side. Um, so, you know, I, I guess what I'm hearing from you is, and what I because I've seen a demo of your of your system as well, and it it is you know next generation. Um, but it's it's kind of a catch twenty two. Um, you know, not having the APIs, which means you don't have you know your system doesn't sing the way it, it should be able to. Therefore, it's not as attractive to prospective brokers as it could be, it'll be about 300, you know, uh, you know, maybe 300 to 500 broker principals watching this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So brokers, what, bro what, brokers can, what can have, they do? I, I have a mentor that's been in the industry forever. Uh, he's retired now, but he tells me these funny stories about how when the carriers would pull their stupid shit, he calls it. He's like, there'd be a handful of us brokers that would show up there with pitchforks and tell them to, to straighten out. You know, we wouldn't settle for the decisions they were making that weren't beneficial for the broker. We would waltz into Calgary and, and uh, we'd tell them how it's going to be. And I think brokers today, you know, we, we, we just got to get together and create this consortium uh, that has a large voice and can go into the carriers and try to move them in the right direction. Um, Brokers have a bigger voice than they think, but they really, we all got to come together uh, and uh, to have a bigger voice. Right. that came out with, with they, they want to have a digital relationship with, I forget the number, three quarters of their clientele. Would you sitting in your seat think that they have a digital relationship with three quarters of their brokers? Can you repeat the question? Yeah. Will, will Intech give you an API so they can have a digital relationship with three quarters of their brokers? Right. I'm, right, right. I'm, I'm pointing out the fact of the disconnect of, of they want to have a digital relationship because they recognize that digital relationships are valuable, but they're one of the standouts for not wanting to connect with brokers. Back in your mentor's day, they would have been the recipient of the pitchforks and the villagers having a word of, what do you mean you want to do an end around and have a digital talk with them, but you won't have a digital talk with me? That, that yeah. doesn't seem right. I think we're referring to a carrier in particular here. And, and I think there, there's, a, there's, a lot of bro, there's a lot of carriers that are committed to the broker channel and don't yeah. just say it, their actions speak to that statement. Agreed. And then there's a carrier or carriers, you know, that, that maybe say they support the broker channel, but their actions speak a lot differently. So th there are carriers that certainly are moving the needle on this and, and that are committed to the broker channel and want to give us the tools we need to be successful and continue to grow. Uh, and then there's others that simply don't. 
Hey, loyal listeners, when you hear me say CAS certified, that means that we use them in our agency. Are you a local insurance agent looking to take your business to the next level? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, aka Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. But like in today's world, we use these initials like it's cool because it is. It's hip. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they offer the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing market. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and the guidance you need to see your agency succeed. Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't you survive in the competitive insurance industry? Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions today. Get started today and learn more at mbsbrokerage.com. That's where you learn more, mbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. You've got some uh, kick-ass uh, functionality built into your solution that I saw in the demo, and I saw it back in October, and I, I can only guess what things you've added since then, but uh, tell the, the listeners and some of the people that follow our podcast, you've got behavioral scoring in there, so you can actually tell uh, if people are going to turn how engaged they are. You can tell if people have reviews. You've got criminal underwriting built into it. And you've got some uh, basically weather mitigation stuff. Maybe talk about some of the, the features that I've never seen really at any other system besides yours. And again, I saw this last year, so I can only guess, uh, you know, maybe comment on those features. And then what do you have in the pipeline for 2021 uh, to take new to the next level? Funny because all those things you just mentioned, I mean, those are it's simple stuff. Why? Because Google has an API that we can just tie up to and I can render in my client's file if they left me a Google review or not. We just looked for ways to bring value to the broker, value to our insurance company partners. So we, as you mentioned, we do a, it's called a social criminal and behavioral um, hit on a customer. It's all public knowledge, but we hit a third party API and it'll return all kinds of data on that customer to determine if it's the kind of risk that we wanna take on as a broker. And we do that to protect our portfolio and, and make sure we have a, a strong uh, loss ratio and, and our relationship with our carrier. Same with Weather Canada, same with Canada Post, same with you know, Google, Facebook. I mean, we're, just, we're trying to lever technology or, or whatever's out there for third-party APIs that we can hit to bring value to the customer. You get a review from a client, you have four times more renewals than them. Lo and behold, in other systems, we don't have anything remotely that connected uh, because they're not open architecture. And what, do you have anything cool that you're working on in 2021 uh, in the Nude Solutions? I'm a customer-centric guy. So naturally, I go to bring value to the customer. Um, but then you've got technical people that uh, behind the scenes, there's architectural work that needs to be done. There's some technical debt that needs to be handled. So I'm always wrestling with uh, our CTO on add value to the customer. That's that's where we got to go. And obviously, there's some of that slated for next year. Um, but lots of like technical architecture, uh, adding more carriers. You know, we're working on a farm product that's fully integrated, full find issue uh, with a carrier. Um, so I think it's a little, it's a mix of a lot of different things in 2021 for sure. And, and maybe just on that, I have nothing but respect for our current partners who 
you know, have taken some risk by being an early adopter with us. So we want to make sure that we can continue to improve and enhance the platform to deliver value to those brokers based on their feedback. And, and there's a fine line there because you can't do everything they want, but you know, there's critical things or important pieces that you want to improve and enhance for them as well. Can a brokerage provide an acceptable customer experience, be it new renewal claim, manage their back shop with one single tool, be it the main brand BMSs that are on the market today? I would say no to that um, because we, we just simply don't have that real time uh, experience uh, as a brokerage to be able to deliver that to the customer in a quick, efficient, convenient manner. I'll, I'll add on to that because I, you know, you look at, you know, so Truthless got, you know, all these ancillary vendors, Truthless got a hundred and some odd clients for True Mobile. They've got hundred some odd clients for True Leads. Uh, Pathway, uh, to the best of my knowledge, has got a few hundred clients. You know, Brokerlet has got a few hundred clients. So all these ancillary players, like there's hundreds of brokers who said to themselves, I need something more. Right. My, my core BMS doesn't give me X. So I'm going to go buy Pathway. I'm going to go buy True Mobile. I'm going to buy Brokerlift. Yeah. I'm going to buy Velocify. I'm going to buy Pipe Drive, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think all those brands you just mentioned, like they've all went really deep and they, they're really good at what they do. They have a, they have a great offering. Um, but again, it's like, how does a broker take all those different pieces and mash them all together? There, there's lack of connectivity and integration. Like it creates that Frankenstein behind the scenes. Yeah. I remember the first time Jeff Roy showed me his tech stack that he uses to operate his brokerage. I just about fell off my chair. That's <laughs> like, uh, a messy kitchen, right? <laughs> Brokers traditionally run their shop at a 50% labor cost and a 30% EBITDA. Some are a little higher, some are a little lower. So my goal is, can I give you a tool to help you scale and grow your business and get your labor to 30 and your EBITDA to 50? That's the ultimate goal. Ding, ding. Hmm. Question I have, uh, are you really a BMS? I don't think you, I think you're, by putting yourself in the same category as a BMS, uh, it's more like a data management platform, CRM. Like you've kinda, uh, I was you, stuck on the same thing. Like rename yeah. it. Like let's create a new space, three new letters for something else. Yeah, new name. It's so much more. Again, it's it's wide, uh, and we're now we're working on that depth. Insurance experience management. I was I was going to go with broker enterprise experience. Uh, Nude Solutions. Nude actually stands for a new digital experience. That's where that name came from. You know, new new is spelled N E W, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we were playing off the new era brand. Come on. Hey, question. Now that you got, you've got 15 people on your platform, you're pumping more data through it, you know, you're learning every day. What kind of insights uh, from both the behavior, from the structured and unstructured data, what have you learned? Are you getting some really cool insight now that you've got a little more fuel flowing through? You know, you're getting a few more kilometers on the new car. Um, customers will pay more for convenience. And I think that's important because to, to drive a profitable portfolio with your carriers, you got it's a behavioral thing. You gotta be selective on risk. You can't take everything and you gotta be okay with that. And don't, don't leave money on the table. Um, and, and the beauty of, of 
digitizing what we're doing is people will pay 10% more for a quick, simple, convenient experience. We've proven that all day long. Um, and then the second piece, the percentage of customers that are buying a policy online with no broker or human intervention continues to go up. On our tenant condo portfolio at New Era, we're a little over 70% are buying with no broker intervention. And on tenant and condo policies, that's necessary because you're making 20 bucks. And then on homeowners, it's actually the exact opposite. About 30% are buying with no broker intervention. And the other 70, they're getting a quote and then they generally have a question or they, some people just want to talk to someone. But the beauty of our platform is when they call, we click a button, it pulls up their quote, we talk through it, we hit find an issue and it's done. Um, nice. Real slick and simple. Yeah. That's awesome. So Brayden, one of the things, uh, so I, I had the pleasure of uh, getting, you, you, you gave me a demo of, uh, of Nude a few months back and uh, I, re I recall it quite distinctly because you were walking me through the demo and uh, we were, it was actually the first in-person meeting I'd had since COVID struck and we were sitting in your 15 person boardroom, you know, seven and a half chairs apart from each other. And as you're going through a demo, one of your, your underwriting manager, your sales manager, whatever, whatever his title was, came in the room and said, um, you know, hey, we're having some people hit our fraud screen. And I was intrigued. I said, what do you mean? And you told me that, you know, as soon as the uh, hailstorm had hit, you had blocked off new business in the affected uh, postal codes in, in Calgary. And that, uh, in fact, you had just, just your brokerage, I think had 12 or 15 customers try to buy and backdate their home, home policy to the previous Friday. But because you'd even been able to implement that system, um, that you'd obviously you know, not fallen for that particular scam. And, you know, I was, at that time, I'd spent, you know, 20 something years as a carrier guy. And I was like, holy crap, if every broker could implement that kind of you know, fraud detection, underwriting defense, it'd be fantastic. So I was, I was quite blown away. So I guess, you know, we, we've, we talked quite a bit here about what you're putting in the system from a broker perspective and a customer perspective. I just wanted to raise the point that you're also doing some really cool stuff in a sense for carriers, but also, I mean, it's for both the broker and the carrier, but you, you know, your, your thinking is, is very broad here, right? You, you've obviously thought about the customer, you've always thought about the broker and the efficiency, but you're also thinking about the carrier's best interest as well. And I was really intrigued with that. Yeah, I think the one thing I've learned in my bricks and mortar operation over the years is you really don't have a business if you don't have a strong loss ratio and relationship with your insurance company partners. And we've always prided ourselves on having really strong um, loss ratios and performance on our book. And I wanted to try to, to bring in that frontline underwriting that brokers traditionally do um, into that digital world. And, and the, the, the specific example you're speaking to, again, that's just a simple API connection to Weather Canada. So as soon as Weather Canada says there's a forest fire or a, a grass fire coming through Fort McMurray, we get a notification. We, our system locks out that postal code so that when a guy's siding's melting on his house, he can't buy insurance. Uh, the system will actually kick that out and go, hey, there's a, there's a natural disaster warning in this area. We can't find, find insurance right now. So, yeah, we're just looking for ways to, to help brokers, again, mitigate risk and strengthen those relationships with their carriers. And, uh, yeah, that's another good example. 
good, good reason why carriers need to build APIs because they have the APIs into your system, you can block them off and protect them. But if they're very yeah. slow, they're not going to get protected like Walmart East and SGI. Hmm, very good business model there. You know, there's going to be brokers watching this podcast and hearing about you and then having to go look at a demo and think, wow, this is, this is so futuristic. But what, is, what does Braden look at and say is futuristic? Because you're living in a different reality. What, what, what's down your journey? Yeah, I think it just goes back to, to real time. Like every, everything that a broker is doing on the front line, it, it should just be, it should be done and you move on versus today. It's like you do something, you follow up a week later, you wait to see if the papers come or the downloads come down. Like for me, it's just, you, you work on something, you complete it, you move on. And, and again, the most important part of that is the customer has what they need in real time. So, so Braden, uh, when, when I saw your demo, um, for, forgive me if I'm wrong here. You had the APIs where I could do an endorsement and real time. Let's say it was SGI. Boom, boom, boom. Change the Sheb to a Buick. The price is there. Whatever. Thank you. Done. But you also had the option where the the insurer, if they didn't have the API, was giving you the manufactured rates. And you were performing that sort of real-time price stuff going on anyway. So I, I didn't actually have to do the portal. Yeah. It, can you explain yeah, that so a little we, bit? Because it was pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. So our biggest roadblock on our journey is lack of carrier connectivity or APIs with the carriers. So yeah. we started then going out to carriers that, you know, haven't even really started or thought about their API journey and said, what are you currently doing with, with apply Raider or, or power quotes or, or whatever it may be. And it's manufactured rate. So we said, well, why don't you just do manufactured rate with us then so that you can, so brokers can still quote with us in our quoting engine. And then we took that one step further and we said, if a broker gets a quote and it fits your underwriting box where you would bind and issue the policy, Will you give us binding authority as a tech provider and let us issue the policy on your behalf in real time and board roll report to you and then you guys can hammer it into your system behind the scenes. And we've had a couple carriers do that. So the broker nice. and the care, sorry, the broker and the customer still get a phenomenal experience and the carrier kind of suffers a bit for their lack of innovation and they got to, they got to hammer it in their system. But our system is really intuitive and, and we've built a lot of trust with the carriers. You know, we have a business requirements document that assures them that it has to fit that box and the broker combined and issue it. They approve their deck page. They approve everything prior to us releasing. Uh, but we have a couple carriers now where we're doing that. Braden, uh, one thing, one of the things that and I'm not sure if it's just new era as a set up or whether you have not built into your platform for nude, but you've got like a pretty good perk, uh, you know, customer value added proposition where you have discounts with like stuff like Shaw, Good Life Fitness, the brick, where you get discounts for your clients and you can kind of push those offers out. And I think, and I could be wrong, you have some ability that a certain portion will go to charity too, right? You've got that built into your system. Maybe explain that, how you're able to do that and how that's working in terms of customer stickiness and retaining and building that wow factor with your clients. Yeah, for sure. So that started off as a new era initiative where we started partnering with, with other companies to, to give value back to our customer after the purchase. So, you know, we got 
a tenant or a homeowner that just bought a new home and needs tenant or condo or home insurance, good chance they're going to need some furniture. So we partnered with the brick and they get a, I can't remember what the offering is, but call it a hundred dollars off a purchase for, for example, um, Shaw, we're partnered with Shaw where they get an internet phone uh, package, HelloFresh, they get an $80 box of food. So that again was just my customer centricity. It's like, no one likes buying insurance. You pay a premium, a lot of money, and you get a piece of paper. And in fact, in our world, we don't even give you a piece of paper. You get an email. <laughs> so how can I give you more value for that purchase? So we partnered, and after your purchase, we'll kind of give you these vouchers to bring more value. And, and my ideal concept is if your premium's two grand, we just gave you two grand worth of value after the purchase. Your insurance was free. <laughs> so New took that over when we when we – uh, pivoted the software company out and we actually give that offering to every broker that's using our platform and if a broker has you know if you're a broker in Saskatoon and you insure Uncle Joe's furniture in Saskatoon well instead of using the brick if you want to support local you can go do a deal, do a deal with Uncle Joe's furniture and we'll put that voucher in the new solutions platform and automate all that for you uh, to support your customer and your local community. So, I don't know, we have, a, we have a somewhat newer style brokerage, but we, we have a classic BMS. And so we would be a target client, I believe, for Nude. Um, and so you'd have a proposition, or if I was working for you, I'd be coming to me and saying, hey, Adam, you have an old BMS, you should switch to the new one to modernize your brokerage and uh, get up to speed with the future. So here's the hard hitting one. Why didn't you do it? Why didn't I do it? Oh, it, it, like in my own bricks and mortar. In the classic one. Yeah. 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 It's a good question. And, and that's literally where we were at. It's like, do I put nude solutions into my bricks and mortar and keep it? Do I amalgamate my bricks and mortar into the new era brand? So essentially yeah. have new era acquire those bricks and mortar. Um, I think where we're at today at Nude Solutions is we have a few carriers that are integrated and we have a lot that are not integrated. In my bricks and mortar, we had a lot of carriers. So that was the biggest challenge was some of it's automated, some of it's still going to be kind of traditional and manual. And I didn't want to go through that. I didn't want to go through that right now. And then secondly, again, it's like just picking my poison. You know, do I, do I still want to muddle around with two? If I had to merge it in, I wasn't going to pay myself the same multiple I got paid uh, from somebody else uh, to take some money off the table and, and have that liquidity to reinvest. But it wasn't just a technology investment. There was so much more to it with uh, the amalgamation of the brands and all that fun stuff. One, just one quick question is claims. Are you going to go a little bit deeper on building some claim stuff on your front end to do some of that claim detection and maybe uh, bring in uh, your own, and maybe you're already handing claims internally right now, but do you see that as a potential profit center for you to use the technology to do that and maybe get an extra point of commission or turn it into a profit center? Or do you look at doing it just to enable the client to see a more 365 view of their claim by connecting directly into SGI or Walmart? Anissa to look at adjusters notes what's kind of where are you going with the claims what's your what's your vision or pathway as a broker it'd be nice if I went into my client's file and there's an API connection with the carrier that has has an activity that says you know Joe Blow adjuster called the client this morning and left a voicemail 
So when my client, and, and this happens all the time, right? Client calls you and goes, I haven't heard from anybody. What the hell's going on? And then you call the adjuster and give, start giving them shit. And he says, well, I left three voicemails for the client. But it turns out it was the wife's cell phone, not the husband's. And it was yeah, just yeah. a mix up. It'd be really nice if a broker um, could just see the notes on that adjuster's file and understand what's going on to, to kick that step out of the process. Uh, so yeah, we are looking to do some API integrations to help the broker manage that claims process, but not, not uh, I guess, mitigate risk or, or handle claims, settle claims. On the carrier side of our platform, we're doing some work on that, but not on the broker side. Yeah. Okay, that's great. All right, so first off, I want to say thank you very much for being on the show. And uh, you know, cheers uh, to you and to the rest of the, uh, the crew here. Sure, man. Thank you so and, much. Um, you know, I think everybody's quite interested in what you're doing. You know, we've all uh, seen one or more demos and been, you know, super impressed. So the, the last gift I'm going to give you here is the opportunity to have the last word. Before you do that, though, we have to have a quick uh, shout out to uh, Gore Mutual uh, and to uh, Crew, uh, our two key sponsors uh, who help us keep this show running. So thanks to uh, both of those guys. And Braden, I'm going to turn over to you for the, uh, for the last word here. So... Anything you want to talk about, uh, you want to plug Nude, you want to beg carriers for APIs, you want to tell us how using Nude uh, helps a broker channel win against directs, the floor is yours, man. Give us the last word. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I truly believe that brokers bring more value to the consumer than the direct channel, if, if we're talking about that. And... I worry about brokers though, because without a tool, we're not going to get there. And I guess I would just encourage our industry, both the carriers and brokers, we've got to take some risk and, and really try to innovate here because doing nothing is worse than taking some risk on a, on a technology investment. And I would encourage brokers, you know, reach out and, and have a look at what we're doing. There's no, we don't push our product. In fact, we haven't marketed marketed our product at all. And it's just been kind of through referrals and relationships I have in the industry. And I'm really thankful for those early adopters, but reach out and see what we're doing and let's stand up and create a large voice and get these carriers to, to put their money where their mouth is and truly step up and help brokers survive and thrive because I know we have a better offering with our products, our service, we're advocates for the consumer, but without a tool at the front of this in an ever digitizing world, there's, there's gonna be some challenge there and we gotta step up now. We can't wait another five years. Okay, that's amen, great. Amen, brother. <laughs> anyway, so- Oh, this hey, is awesome, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Braid, good to see you, buddy. Thanks so much, yeah, really enjoyed chatting and getting man. caught up. Hopefully so, we I'm, can all get together soon. Yeah, that'd be, so, that'd be fantastic. So, uh, so that was Braden, Nude, Nude Solutions. They've got some, obviously, some really cool stuff going on. And uh, you guys are all potential customers of Nude. What did you think? I'm, uh, I'm yeah, I would move cheap in a second if, if it, if Braden was a little bit more mature in the sense of how it's I think you do onboarding. You mean his product, right? Not him. I, uh, in the sense of how I think 
onboarding would go and I just, yeah, I, I just a little bit more, just a little bit more buddy. And I'm, I'm right fucking there. Cause it's the right model. Yeah. You've seen the demo, right, Steve? Oh yeah. I've seen it twice. Yeah. And I just, I've seen, but I've so seen close. a lot of demos and demos yeah. never really look like what goes on two months after you're in. Yeah. yeah. No, he ripped yeah. the towel. He ripped the towel off and exposed the industry's weaknesses with a solution, right? Like, <laughs> well, my my ego it. barely lets me say this, but but Braden really is the the closest thing our Canadian industry has to Elon Musk. Yes. <laughs> right. Elon like, Musk of insurance. Here's the little micro uh, billionaire millionaire just not giving a fuck and and blazing a new trail. Well, and he's doubling down, like, you know, the fact that, you know, part of the reason the companies are, the, he said it out, the companies are the death of us if they don't smarten up. No, it's good. Like I said, I always, I told him the analogy, like he's built the MP3 player in a CD world. He just needs the rest of the world to catch up. Uh, he's that far ahead on some items on the personal lines experience. There's like just no fucking music to play on it. Okay, here's a better one. So, so, so the iPhone took away the headphone jack, but we don't have wireless <laughs> headphones yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. And the good thing is he, you heard him say at the very end, he's got rating now. And that's one thing, like the API companies were great, but the ones you don't have rating, it's a bit of a step backwards. But if you can do rating on personal lines, you know, the labor manufactured rating, but he's the last one in the line that gets, gets the rates yeah. given to him. So they give him to apply They give him to, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that could change. Like, holy fuck, Braden. That could change. Uh, 60 days and right. Yeah. It's great to see somebody, you yeah. know, that, 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 that's actually owned a brokerage that knows our problems, actually putting the money where their mouth is and trying to fix our problem. The, the thing I like about Braden and what, what he's done is that, you know, he's run into roadblocks just like, you know, every entrepreneur does, but he hasn't stopped, right? He always finds a way to jump over that hurdle. Somebody puts a wall in front of him, he plows through it, digs under it, jumps over it, whatever. Hey, nobody gets more jazzed and excited after an episode than Steve. I love it. The passion is, we all are passionate, but Steve wins a, wins a passion prize every time. I like Cardigan Steve. Cardigan Steve's my new favorite Steve. Cardigan Steve. <laughs> Not a cardigan. It's a V-neck, you fucker. <laughs> okay, J. Crew. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast Certified. <laughs>